also hold our own asuric energy. And the asuric energy is our negative shadow, our pride, our arrogance, cutthroat ambition, loveless lust, selfishness, hard-heartedness. So just as the devas use power for the protection of the good, the asuras are obsessed with power for their own sake. And as this tale unfolds, Shumba and Nishumba are demon brothers who've amassed an army of fighters with magical superpowers. And when they're ready to begin their campaign of world conquest, they do a ceremony of austerities that is designed to force the creator god Brahman to give them a boon. And they do terrific austerities, standing on one leg between five fires, reciting petitionary prayers for thousands of years. They invoke the cosmic law of karma, which says that so much effort has to be rewarded. So Brahma agrees to give these brothers a boon that they can never be conquered by a man or a god. And of course, there's a loophole in the boon. It says nothing about a goddess. So now that the demon warriors are more or less invincible, they declare themselves the rulers of the upper and lower worlds, they throw the gods out of their celestial abode, they enslave the earth, and then they become connoisseurs of art and beauty. They build magnificent palaces, they bring together all the beautiful women in the world, they commission artists to create paintings and sculpture for them, they study all the most subtle arts, the most subtle forms of knowledge. And in the meantime, the forces of good in the world have become small and powerless. And there's sadness in the heavens and in the realms of human beings. So then one day, as the earth is groaning under the burden of these demonic powers, a sage comes to see the king of the gods, Indra, to point out the loophole in the brothers' protection guarantee. And he reminds them that though no man or god can defeat these brothers, nobody said anything about a goddess. So he tells them, go to the abode of Durga, the supreme goddess. Beg her to appear in the world. So at last, the gods travel to the goddess's mountain abode, and they array themselves on their knees, singing hymns of praise and begging her to appear to them. At last, the air shimmers with an unmistakable force, sweet and fierce, and Durga appears out of the air, glistening dark with blue-black skin and lustrous hair, her light form clothed in robes whose colors shift and slip, revealing and concealing her body. An erotic perfume surrounds her and she rides a lion. O oh Durga, O oh Ma, says Indra, king of the gods, Come to our help. Our world is in ruins, and no one but you can save us. And with this, the goddess smiles. Within a moment, she has transported herself to the garden of the demon kings. And you can imagine her as she sits on her lion outside the demon's palace, her silken skirts brushing the grass, flowers dripping from her fingers, clouds forming and dissolving in her hair. She is beauty personified, sensuality clothed in form. And the moment the demon kings see her, looking out their window, spying her on the outskirts of the garden, they're infatuated. 
they send their master of ceremonies to invite her to come into the palace and join their harem. You'll be the queen of the harem, the Major Deep tells her. You're the most beautiful woman in all the world, and the demon kings adore you already. The goddess smiles. I would like nothing better, she says. But in my youth, I made a vow that I would only marry a man who could defeat me in battle. So I must ask your masters to come and fight me. I'm sorry, she said. It's a silly vow, I know. But family honor must be maintained. The maitre d' laughs. And he saunters back to the demon kings who are impatiently awaiting their first moment with the goddess and tells them what she said. The demon kings think this is completely ridiculous. So they send the maitre d', the major domo, back to persuade her, but the goddess will have none of it. So in the next hours, the demons send a small force of arms, then a larger army, and finally their entire force against the goddess. And with her spear, with the cut of her sword, with the touch of her mace, she destroys army after army after army, until finally the demons send their most fearsome general, who brings an army of demon warriors who have the power to rearm themselves, to reappear out of every drop of blood that is shed on the field of battle. And at the moment when this demon army appears, the goddess Kali emerges from the goddess's forehead. The goddess Kali is utterly terrifying. She has a long tongue, a hag-like form. She carries a sword, and she begins to lick up the blood of the demon warriors and slice through their heads with her sword. And in a moment, the field is cleared. Now... The two demon kings come out to fight her themselves. And they bring with them an army of demon warriors such as the world has never seen. And as they array themselves before the goddess, the goddess's heart opens and a host of little goddesses comes pouring forth. Some of them riding swans, others riding eagles. And they move among the demon hosts and with their celestial weapons, they destroy everyone. So now, Shumba and Nishumba, the demon brothers, are alone. Nishumba calls out, Goddess, for now they know who they're facing, you promised us that you would fight us alone, but instead you had all these helpers. And the goddess says, Ah, but they are simply powers of myself. And with a wave of her arm, she summons the goddesses back into her body and steps forth astride her lion to fight the demons hand to hand. And after a battle which takes them up into the skies, down to the center of the earth, both the demons lie dead at her feet. And as they die, the demons lips curve in ecstasy and their dying words as they dissolve into her body are ma ma so what is this story about Durga as the demon slayer 
The first thing to understand is that as a world protector, Durga's fierceness arises out of her uniquely potent compassion. She's the strong compassion of the feminine. And when she acts in our inner worlds, and of course, this battle is ultimately the battle between the force of the transformative Shakti within us and all the intransigent forces of the darker side of our ego. So the battle between Durga and the demons is the inner struggle that begins when we undertake real transformative practice. Like the demon king with his austerities, the ego enters into practice with its own agenda. Ego seeks control, control over our circumstances, control over the body. Power and mastery are always what matters to the ego. So naturally, the ego resists surrendering to the higher powers, and it resists in very clever ways. But the evolutionary Shakti, symbolized by Durga, wants to move us away from egocentric consciousness to the recognition of our non-difference from each other in the cosmos. And to do this, she puts the ego in its place and ultimately dissolves it. So although there are goddesses, as you'll see, whose way is to gently and lovingly untie the knots of our ego, when we're battling with really tough aspects of our shadow self, we need the sword of Durga, the sword of the fierce Shakti. So, just as the gods represent the higher self, the uniquely personal qualities of essence, when Durga arrives in our inner world, as she dissolves the primitive and intransigent qualities of ego, she also strengthens the forces of the higher self. And she'll do this in every way that we need. She's, in other words, the deity to call on when you're in deep trouble, when you're confused and uncertain, when you're in crisis. And she promises to move mountains to rescue us from every form of sorrow and darkness, including the darkness in our own mind. And I don't know about you all, but when I'm in deep trouble, I would definitely like to be able to have a goddess to call upon. And um, that was just the voice of Sally Kempton Chapter. talking about the uh, the voice uh, or the the goddess uh, Durga, who is the goddess of protection and inner strength. Durga, the demon slayer. Um, so that is part of this CD set where Sally Kempton, meditation teacher, uh, explains our, and tells, she's really a great storyteller. She tells a story of many of the goddesses in the Hindu pantheon and really relates them to psychological energies and and uh things that uh will help you in your life and this is something that we are offering right now as a gift here on kpfa i'm laura privis producer here at kpfa and i'm here with jennifer stone we're going to be here for the whole hour between three and four today um and you can get the cd set along with the book as gifts for donating right now to kpfa this is how we stay independent here at kpfa is we have to come directly to you and ask you to support and we also look for things that that might be helpful to you that you could get as a gift uh for donating to this wonderful radio station so 
for a, a donation of $150. You can get this four CD set by Sally Kempton, Shakti Meditations, all these uh, practices to invoke the goddesses, and the companion book is also for $100. And you can get both of those for a donation to KPFA right now for $225. And that can happen if you give us a call. No one's calling in right now, so it'd be great if we could get a couple callers on the line. The number is one 800 439 Five seven three two. Let's hear from you folks. Uh, I'm digging into chapter nine, Laura, the one about the crone goddess of disappointment. Uh, uh, do not be afraid to suffer. <laughs> there we go. We must live on and suffer, said Schopenhauer. Uh, this is a wonderful goddess, just terrific. She's the one. If you crave to be alone, yes, this is the one. Um, that's what's happened to me. Traditional views of the crone. Uh, I guess uh, she mentions here the wonderful films. A lot of people have seen films by Mira Nair, N-A-I-R. Uh, water, fire. She mentions water here. And these movies are what I, I would call, uh, well, I, I think they should be required for anybody who is studying uh meditation or anything about the feminine goddesses in India. Uh, I think, let's see, I think, yes, I think this is my chapter, Contemplation Confronting Failure. <laughs> I myself am an eclectic failure. There must be something <laughs> left that I haven't failed at. Uh, this contemplation may allow you to open to parts of yourself that you have disowned, oh dear. <laughs> Find well, never mind. She goes on to tell you how to do this. You know, I um, am not very good at it because my knees are shot and I, I can't sit on the floor. Anyway, spiritual disappointments. Oh, boy, folks. Uh, mm-hmm, mantras. Uh, yeah, well, I, who knew there was a goddess for that of course. feeling? You know, I, I, I'd never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. So she I said... Yeah, she's a goddess. Uh, Gloria Steinem is always talking about women who are afraid of being bag ladies. That's the fear, the fear of disappointment. Right. It, it actually is the goddess of homeless people. There yep. is a, a, a spiritual uh, place that you get to when you hit lose bottom. everything. Yeah, when you've hit bottom, you think you've hit bottom. Oh, no, there's a bottom below. There's a low below the low you know. Kathleen Brookshire has subscribed to KPFA in the amount of 220 Oh, golly, she got both the book and the CD. Thank you, Kathleen. That yes, is very kind you of that. you. Uh, yes, I think, um, what do you call that? I think there's no question, but this is a book that, uh, yes, I can soak it up, but I... I managed to find my own goddess almost at once. Uh, <laughs> yes. That one what kind of um, stood yeah, out I, for me, too. So we should tell people the number. If you want to get this wonderful book uh, for a $100 donation to KPFA by Sally Kempton or this beautiful Ford CD set, it's really nice. I think she's a great storyteller. She's got a beautiful voice. She writes for a yoga journal, and she's been in meditation for many years a meditation teacher for many years. The number to call right now, we will go back to a little, another, I think we're going to go back to the story of Kali. Um, but we have one caller on the line, so it would be great to get at least one or two more callers before we go back to a little bit more of Shakti Meditations. one eight hundred 
439-5732 or in the 510 area code 848-5732. That's it, Collie. Don't spend your whole life hunched over your desk in this dark room. Get out and look. Yes, she's the goddess of revolution. Is that tape ready to run, Nora? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's, let's hear a little bit of the story of the goddess Kali. Kali. Kali's is the energy of absolute divine freedom. She's the warrior lover who stands behind the yoga of liberation and dissolves all forms into herself. So Kali, more than any other goddess, has the power to free you from all structures and from everything that keeps you stuck. Kali's Shakti is very strong and she sometimes appears through intense crisis. So she can appear fearsome. In fact, it's said in the Kali mythology that to those who hold back, to those who fear letting go of their veils, she seems terrifying. But when we're open to her powerful love, she's the mother, she's the lover, and she's the ultimate teacher of freedom. Kali's name means the black one. She's that reality which underlies all forms and like Durga she's a battlefield goddess she rises out of the goddess Durga during Durga's battle with two demons and she comes out of the forehead of the goddess roaring like a thunderclap wielding her bloody sword slicing off the heads of demons and her icon shows her holding the head of a demon in one hand in the other she holds her bloody sword She's naked with full breasts and an apron of hands around her waist. Around her neck is a necklace of skulls. Her skin is the midnight blue, the color of a midnight sky. And her face is the face of a beautiful 16-year-old girl. Her hair floats wildly around her head and her tongue lolls out of her open mouth. Her eyes are soft. And Kali is dancing on the prone body of her consort Shiva. It's said that during this battle, her dancing became so intense that the gods feared she'd destroy the world. So Shiva, her lover, appeared on the battlefield and lay down under her feet. And when she saw him, she became quiet. So the image of Kali atop Shiva with this terrifying iconography is actually full of esoteric meaning. First of all, in this picture, in this image, Shiva represents awareness, the pure awareness that underlies all that is. And Kali dancing on top of his chest represents the unstoppable power of the creative Shakti, whose dance is the dance of life. So in her dance, she brings everything into manifestation and dissolves it. And Shiva holds the dance supports the dance with his vast consciousness just as our awareness holds the dance of thoughts and emotions Kali's arms represent the complete cycle of creation and destruction her sword and the severed head are the destruction of ignorance the sword is a sword of knowledge and the head is the false ego she opens the doors of freedom with her sword and her lolling tongue is the conquest of the ambitious desires that keep us nailed to mundane existence 
her blackness shows her all-embracing nature. It stands for the void in which all forms dissolve. And her nakedness, her nudity, shows that she's beyond all mundane forms. She's completely transcendent. Her form is both exquisitely beautiful and terrifying. And she's the form of the goddess that you invoke for the sake of absolute truth or when you need the strength to overcome old beliefs. Kali's is the fierce love that can cut through despair and show you the love behind all fear. And again, that's the voice of Sally Kempton from her four-CD set, Shakti Meditations. And that's what we're offering right now as a gift for KPFA listeners, people who want to support the kind of great programming that since 1949 KPFA has been putting out. And this Sally Kempton is just talking about the goddess Kali, about as the goddess of revolution i think that mm-hmm. means that kali is the could be the goddess of kpfa <laughs> well there's a big black kali in ireland i i used to do shows about her i found another goddess that's absolutely terrific that's parvati mm. if you are an artist feminism in art that's a biggie we should have done the whole show on parvati if you remember a show a television series called Jewel in the Crown about India. The child that is born out of tragedy is called poverty. And I I, I think of that whenever I watch that show again. It's one of those special, special shows. I I guess it's it's the whole the whole business of people here in the West trying to make uses for the East. And of course we get snarled up, but Still, I think it's been one of the biggest changes in my lifetime. Uh, anyway, feminism in art, it awakens creativity, the capacity for love. That's poverty, you know. If you want to love the world, yes, what is it? Toni Morrison's book, she says, if I'd known more, I'd have loved more. That's it. Anyway, we got mm-hmm. to, we got to get a couple people to, uh, subscribe to this book, folks. Our phone number here is 1-800. Hey, KPFA, that's 1-800-H-E-Y-K-P-F-A. The number's there, 1-800-439-5732. And, of course, uh, you can get KPFA, you can donate online at www.kpfa.org. Once again... The meditation tape, uh, the CDs, $150 subscription. The book, Awakening Shakti, is $100. And the two of them together is a subscription for $225. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and she, she, on this, in the book and in the CD set, Sally Kempton goes through a bunch of different goddesses. And we, we heard a little bit about of the story of Durga, the demon slayer. We just heard uh, some of uh, the story of Kali. There's Lakshmi, the goddess of abundance and good fortune. We were talking uh, earlier about uh, Dermavati, 
the crone goddess, the goddess of disappointment and letting go. There's Saraswati, which is also a goddess of learning, music, and insight. And as you were saying, Jennifer Parvati, or is that how you pronounce it? Parvati. 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 Yeah. Part, I, I'm learning it's, about it's, these yeah, pronunciations. Different, different but you can ones. get all this by uh, and support this great radio station and get something for yourself. Uh, for a donation of $150, you get this four CD set of Sally Kempton. And the book is a $100 donation to KPFA. Both of those for 225 And again, that number, if you're in the 510 area code, it's 848-5732 or 1-800-439-5732. I was thinking about uh, all the works of Joseph Campbell. He always talks about, oh golly, uh, the warrior, the hero, that kind of thing. Uh, but he says that for women... Uh, the snag, the biggest difficulty, the thing we can't get hold of. Uh, he says, uh, we are inhibited, uh, our fears is what he's talking about, really. I've forgotten exactly how he labeled it, but uh, m- most women understand that. Uh, we had a show here once called um, Unlearning to Not Speak. In other words, learning to speak up. To just go ahead and do it. That's a great title. Mm-hmm. Great title. Unlearning to not speak. Go ahead, girls. Shoot off your mouth. People will condemn you, and they will make jokes about you all your life. But <laughs> oh, that woman! Talk, 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 talk. I said, just, just try it. See what happens. You know, can't be any worse than sitting silent. Anyway, uh, let's see. So it would be good. We we need to get a couple callers on the line. We do have some people that have thank pledged you. for this today. We want to thank. Joan Merker in Sebastopol, and Norman Carlin from Sausalito. Thank you both for supporting KPFA and getting this fantastic gift. The number to call, we would just need, we only have a couple more minutes in this hour, so it would be great to get a couple callers. 1-800-439-5732, or 1-800-KPFA. You can also donate online kpfa.org oh golly Radha here the goddess of romantic longing ouch watch out yes romanticism kills I guess there's other things you can do with romantic longing rather than getting yourself in trouble Uh, oh the goddess of radical self transcendence there you go that's the one that Joseph Campbell would like Uh, goddess of erotic spirituality she whose body is the world. Yes, make Mother Earth your Messiah. <laughs> I always, I had a wonderful picture one time of, uh, oh gosh, who was it? Bette Midler, right. She was, she was dressed as a tree and it said, make Mother Earth your Messiah. I kept that on the refrigerator for years and years. Uh, okay, people, we're down to just a couple minutes here. You, you must call KPFA and subscribe because you know how it is. Things, uh, things are rough. No matter how gynocentric we are, we won't get far without any money. The money, uh, you have to call 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. That's 1-800-H-E-Y-K-P-F-A. Those numbers after the 1-800 are 
439-5732. Now, we've had a caller from Fresno, so we know that there are people listening all over Northern California. And if you want Sally Kempton's book or her uh, meditation CDs, all you have to do is call us. Now, uh, let's see. We've got a bunch of food donors. I'm going to go out there and stuff myself. <laughs> yes, with yes, some of the food. Well, we should thank them. Yes, be healthy, honey. There you go. That'll straighten me up. Uh, Cabot Creamery Cooperative, High Wire Coffee Roasters, Casa Latina, Panaderia. My goodness. Ah. Uh, Let's see, the fun drive. I don't know what to say about the fun drive. I know that it's uh, it's always a, a little bit of a drag for people. I, 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 just, I just keep thinking there must be some way, you know, <laughs> there must be some way to just uh, call up the money, you know, pray to the great god Moloch. Of course, Moloch is the one who makes people worship money instead of money worshiping people. Well, yeah, we can just call now to KPFA and... And support this independent radio station. We are running out of money. So let me give out that. We're running out of money. We're running out of time. Time is money. Time is <laughs> so money, please, money, 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 money. Please give a call. We still got mm-hmm. these gifts. We're, Hard Knock Radio is about mm-hmm. to start. 1-800-439-5732. 848-5732. Show me the money. This has been Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. We'll be back on the air next week with a lot of Shakespeare. Uh... Oh, till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. As you're listening to 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley, also 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1.